and welcome to the Over and Back Classic NBA Podcast. I am Jason, and with me as usual is Rich. Hello, Rich. What is going on? Not a lot, sir. Just, uh, you know, enjoying a uh, exciting first uh, 20-ish games or so of the NBA season. Already uh, some interesting history in the making. Uh, one of those things is um, Luka Doncic, who is having one of be- – best sophomore seasons in NBA history, at least so far, 23 games into the season. Yeah, it's it's an incredible season, and we're, we're going to talk a lot uh, right now about Luka, what he's accomplished, and then talk a little bit about the history of, of what he's accomplished yet, and understanding, yes, that obviously it is, it is early in the season. He's got, as of this recording, 23 games played, so there's a chance that he just absolutely, you know, you know just craters the last half of the, 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 the year or whatever, but like, I think we're pretty safe in saying, hey, this guy... He's in rarefied air right now, and 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 some people might say, "Oh, this is just a small sample size." But I really do think that we we are seeing something special here, and that's a big reason why we're doing this because there has been a lot of guys who have obviously played sophomore seasons. There's been a lot of guys that have played in the NBA, and 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 he, as of right now, as of this recording, is in rarefied air. So uh, I think, yeah, I, I can see the argument that some people might make of, "Oh, geez, it's it's kind of early in the season," but. I mean, having watched him play and, and, and seeing kind of what's going on, like, I don't really expect him to all of a sudden just start, like, averaging 14 points a game for the last, like, two months of the season. Like, I think what we're seeing is what Luka is going to be. And and I don't know if he's always going to be this high, and I don't know if he's always going to be this good, but I have no reason to believe that he's not going to be. So that's why we're kind of doing this. So, again, like, I understand, yeah, 23 games we're, we're talking about at this point in the season, but still I think we're pretty safe in, in assuming that he's going to keep up numbers comparable to this for the for the rest of the, the, the year at least. Yeah, assuming health and you know, assuming it all goes well, um, I think he's going to have an incredible historic season. Whether it quite matches the you know the numbers that he has right now, which are uh, thirty points per game, nine point eight rebounds, nine point two assists, you know, kind of close to averaging a triple double in a season. Um, and we've talked previously uh, about that in, in in prior episodes, even before Russell Westbrook, you know, really made his history in recent years. So that that's become a more you know almost common, getting close to milestone. But still, you know, in a small amount of companies, we'll get to here when we talk kind of about other guys who have had you know seasons comparable to this. Um, you know, shooting the ball well, um, you know, 47% from the field, uh, 61% from two. I mean, just just really. Um, uh, playing in a way that is, you, you know, I, the, the numbers are there, but stylistically is, you know, pushing the game further, you know, you know, even pushing it in ways that James Harden, you know, and, and uh, has hasn't pushed it or, or, or I think pushing it on a similar level in terms of just the amount of time, the amount uh, that he's handling the ball, the amount that he's shooting, the mm-hmm. amount that he's distributing, just the, the amount that the ball is in his hands at, at such a young age is just really incredible. Yeah, you know, he's a 20-year-old leading, you know, what is one of the better offenses and as of this recording, the best offense in basketball per offensive rating uh, with 117.9 points per 100 possessions, which again, like we're talking about Harden who's who's in the midst of having another like incredible, oh my god, I can't believe Harden is <laughs> doing this every single night type season or whatever, and you got the Milwaukee Bucks who are obviously a, a powerhouse with Giannis and 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 you know, everybody in, in that cast, you got the Lakers. I mean, there's a lot of good, really really good teams in basketball, yet the number one offense in basketball basketball is this team which as you said is being led by a 20 year old who's really kind of the power forward while also the point guard while also like he's just kind of it's it's real rare what we're seeing out of him right now and and what's you know interesting too if you look at some of the advanced stats you know he's he's number one in the league right now uh, in box plus minus which is an insane total right now for him he's at um 
He's at uh, 13.2 uh, box plus minus. He's leading the league in, in value over replacement player at 2.9 uh, right now as well. Uh, his win shares, po- uh, 4.7. Last year, he had a 4.9 the entire year last year in 72 games. At 23 games, he's already at 4.7 right now. So, I mean, we're, we're talking about already a very, very good season. And, yeah, if, if, if it, he keeps on even a somewhat similar path to what he's doing right now, we're talking about a historic, you know, really, really, you know, maybe an all-time great sophomore season and 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 that might you know some people might be like oh yeah well there's been greats in history well we're going to talk about him like that he is in he is in a class with just real like elite elite guys like most of the people we're going to talk about over the next hour or whatever are going to be hall of famers or have been hall of famers you know or are hall of famers or whatever like so it's just it's amazing to see the company that he's in right now and 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 it just has me excited to see if this trajectory can can last and 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 then the real decision coming at the end of the year is like this guy could could win MVP like there's there's a real case right now that he could win MVP which would just be absolutely nuts at age 20 in a sophomore year um you know g- given especially his stature his his body size and all this sort of stuff like there's a lot of just like yeah there's a lot of stuff working against him in a lot of ways but he's still kind of making it all work so it's 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 been uh, it's been a ride I, I've been enjoying the hell out of it yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and you know, there's a lot of uh, a lot of sophomores who are having fun seasons. Obviously, the the guy who uh, Luke was trade for uh, Trey Young uh, is really having an exciting season. You know, um, 28 points per game. You know, he's he's really exciting. Just incredible shot making and incredible play. The Hawks obviously uh, not playing as well as the Mavericks, but still a you know young exciting team. <laughs> that is uh, certainly an understatement. <laughs> you are right. <laughs> right. Are. Not One as good. team has 16 or 17. Wins and the other has four or five or whatever the hell they're at, but well, I like it. You're yeah, right. All right. right, you're right. Hey, but just, they're just as exciting. I will give right. them that. They don't win, but god damn it, they're exciting. They so. are exciting. They are. They are very exciting. Um, listen, I lived through the 2004 2005 Hawks, so I know how to be positive. I know how to take you know a, <laughs> right, right, right. a not great situation and you know look at the best of it. You know, so I put my faith in Al Harrington for a long time. So I can you know I can put my my faith in Trey Young. You know. Um, yeah, you know, like Wendell Carter, Duncan Robinson, um, you know, Mitchell Robinson, a lot of, you know, guys in their second years, some of them in smaller roles, obviously, but, you know, are, are, are showing some, um, are, you know, showing some things are playing real well, are, uh, are, are producing, you know, in a way that we don't normally see second year players produce, but obviously, you know, Doncic is on another level. Um, and as we talked about the numbers before, uh, 30 points per game. 9.8 rebounds per game, 9.2 assists per game, 47% from the field. So if you just filter it on 30 points per game and 47% shooting, here here's a, a, a list of the guys that you get. Um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar did it three times. Uh, Giannis, who's actually doing it this season, 2020 season, uh, same season as it's not just so a partial season. Uh, Tanya Archibald, Rick Barry, Walt Bellamy, Will Chamberlain, who did it six times. Steph Curry, Adrian Dantley did it four times. Kevin Durant did it twice. Julius Serving, World Be Free, who did it in uh, the year uh, with the Clippers, where I believe he was second in the league in scoring. George Gervin, who did it twice. Connie Hawkins, uh, who did it uh, his second year with the Pipers in the ABA with the Minneapolis version. Um, only played 47 games that year. Uh, Dan Issel, uh, LeBron James, who did it twice. Michael Jordan did it eight times. Uh, Bernard King, Carl Malone, Moses Malone, Bob McAdoo did it three times. Oscar Robertson did it six times. Dwayne Wade and Jerry West, who did it three times. So I don't know if we count how many players there, but it's less than 20. And um, and all of them, with the exception of World Be Free, Hall of Famers. Yeah, that, that's a hell of a list right there. I mean, you're talking about the all-time greats in basketball. And, and that's just like the 
one of the base stats that we're talking about with Luca there with 30 plus points per game, 47% plus shooting. And, and, and yeah, you're talking about everybody Hall of Famers except for Worldly Free and and pretty much like a who's who's list. Like th- that that is pretty much, you know, other than like a Bill Russell type or a few other guys you can kind of move in and out. That's like a, a, a very good you know, top five, top ten list of, of all time great players is listed there. So yeah, that that is that is good company to keep for Luca. Just starting off at the baseline of his stats that he's doing this year, right? And, and then if you look just in terms of the of thirty points, forty seven percent shooting, and nine point eight rebounds, that list is only Kareem three times, Giannis, Walt Bellamy, Will Chamberlain six times, um, Irving, Hawkins, Issel. Carl Malone, Moses Malone, McAdoo three times, and Oscar Robertson three times. So yeah. um, 22 <laughs> of Yeah, it's, it's insane. Yeah. 22 times it's ever happened in the history of the game. You know, one happening this year as well with Giannis uh, in addition. But, yeah, that is – I mean, that's spectacular again. Like, that's just unbelievable. And now we've, we've you know, eliminated your your world be freeze or whatnot. You're, you're only non-Hall of Famers. Now you're left with just, like – great players you know up and down the list and you've also interestingly enough lost like your jordans you've lost kind of your your volume scores and now you're you're getting guys that are just kind of all around good players or dudes that are like seven feet tall and giant men like kareem right. and, yes. and wilt and Giannis and luka Doncic. it's like right. oh all right like exactly. you know <laughs> yeah. and then of course you have oscar robertson guys you know one of the better you know all, all time all around players but yeah these other guys are really like we're talking about big dudes strong guys like guys that really like physically stand out and then Luka Doncic as well. So it's like uh, yes. pretty interesting to uh, to see that. But uh, yeah, so we've kind of filtered out our, our guards for the most part, except for Oscar. We, we filtered out a lot of the volume scores as well by adding the, the, the rebounds in there. So it's, uh, it's an amazing company there. Again. Right, and so if you if you take out the rebounds but you add the assists, so now it's it's thirty plus forty seven percent and nine point two assists. You have two players, Tiny Archibald and Oscar Robertson, who did it six times. So That's nuts, yeah. right? Yes. <laughs> 2.8 rebounds the year that Archibald did it. So not not quite there in the rebounding. But, uh, <laughs> well, he's but, tiny. He's, yes. he's well, literally I mean, tiny. It's I mean, in his name. Yes. Well, yeah, it's in the name. So, <laughs> But, yes, if you filter on all the all the numbers, the 30-plus points, 47% shooting, 9.8 rebounds, 9.2 assists, you get Oscar Robertson three times. That's it. No one else uh, other than Luka Doncic this season at the moment is is uh, has done that over a full season. So that, that includes uh, Oscar Robertson's triple double season. So um, yeah, that's pretty uh, that, that's pretty amazing right there. Those are again, you know, it's not a full season, but um, the company that he's keeping is is pretty impressive there. And, and everyone again outside of World Be Free, um, who was an incredible player for a short time, at least incredible scorer, uh, certainly not the complete player that Doncic just appear appears to be. Um, uh, you know, the, the, um, everyone else is you know among the who's who of all time players. Absolutely, and and, and even if we kind of melt this down to the, the absolute core of Luka Doncic, is also twenty years old, which we you know I don't know if we we mentioned that as well. He's 20 years old, and he's averaging over 25 points per game. He's averaging 30 points per game right now. But if we if we filter that out too, and just look at guys between ages 18 and 20, which admittedly there's not gonna, there's a large part of NBA history that will not include men that age because they just weren't allowed in the league or for whatever reason they were they were weren't in the league. But 25 plus points per game is between ages 18 and 20. That list gives us LeBron James, Kevin Durant, and Luca. That's it. That's yeah. pretty interesting. If we if we had the ABA, we also had Spencer Haywood into that list as well. But again, we're talking about LeBron, Kevin Durant, Spencer Haywood, and Luca. So that's again, we're, we're talking good company here. 
Yeah, absolutely. And and you bump that up to 21, you get Rick Barry, Spencer Haywood, Julius Irving, David Thompson, Michael Jordan, Shaquille O'Neal, Tracy McGrady, LeBron James did it twice, Carmelo Anthony, Kevin Durant did it twice, uh, Carl Anthony Towns, and then Trey Young and Luka Doncic this year. So, yeah, again, very small list. Um, all incredible players, you know, other than um, – you know, we don't we don't know about Towns, Trey Young, and, and Doncic, but everybody else is a clear you know Hall of Famer. So, yeah, that, that's great stuff. Yeah, so so now we're going to kind of turn our attention in the show. We we talked about Luca a little bit. We talked about everything he's doing and the sort of the the, the play indexes and everything and and the kind of the the people that he's with and the pantheon of, of stars that he's with or whatever. But we want to also talk about the other sophomores in in NBA history that have been better or as good or had these just incredible marks done in their sophomore season because again that it's that's not easy to do and I think people might take that for granted and and I maybe did before we started this you know research for the show as well thinking okay well yeah I mean stars are stars and they're going to be stars but like it it, guys usually aren't ready to go by like year two It, it it usually does take a little bit longer for guys to go and some guys hit the ground running right away some guys are ready their rookie year. Other guys, it takes a little while. And we're going to see in this list is like the amount of guys that really stand out in their second year as being sophomores and really like achieve these like high level things that we're talking about with Luca is very rare. I mean, what we just did right there was talk about where Luca ranks all time in history with every other player every year that they've ever had or whatever. Now we're going to filter it down to just sophomores and you're going to see it. It's like, holy crap, like he's in just an unbelievable category with these other, you know, all time legends who had really good sophomore seasons. But there's going to be a lot of names we're not going to mention as well. Guys that just weren't ready to go or weren't that good in their sophomore year. And that makes it all that much more impressive uh, what Luke is doing. Yeah, for sure. Um, You know, it is quite an incredible list. And, you know, and you can start off with, you know, the the greatest, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Um, you know, our our view, uh, greatest player of all time. I think, is, is that an official position of the show? Have we uh, deemed um, that true? I have. I don't know if you have. I believe, would you agree? Let's go for so, it. we're doing it. Are we doing right. it? We're locking official. it in. Lock it we're locking in. it in. Locked it in there right it now. Nice. The only Locked. reason, so I, 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 it's it's not, I, won't, I don't want to call it a troll pick, because I really do believe that Kareem is. But it's especially nice to do it when I live in Chicago and like sure. any conversation that comes up is like, hey, you think LeBron or uh, Jordan's the best of all time? And I just go, uh, Kareem. And they go, oh, all right. And then they just like, like nobody ever yeah. argues. Nobody ever. Because I don't yeah. want to have that conversation. I do not right. want to have the Jordan LeBron conversation. I right. hate era. Conver- I just despise the conversation. I'm like, they're both very good players. They're both, you know, the greatest of all times or whatever right. like, in their eras. Like, I just don't want to do the, ah, why do you think this guy? Because. Inevitably, it's going to be well. I don't play defense anymore. <laughs> it was harder. Enjoy, you know, like you yeah. know the arguments. I've had the argument. Sure. I don't want to have the argument anymore. I'm done. No, I'm good. Done. But Kareem's the the, the 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 best card to play because no, the guy is never going to argue with you. He's never going to go. Well, yeah, but uh, mm, okay, because <laughs> he doesn't know enough about Kareem probably, or he's like, yeah, Kareem was pretty damn good. Like it's just it's a, it's a great trump yeah. card to play that you just don't even need to get in the conversation. You just bring Kareem up. But I truly do believe it. But I also believe it even more because it, it gets me out of terrible com- basketball conversations. So I, I think that's a good way to put it. Yes, I I, I feel the same way. So. But yeah, I, I mean, probably the best um, second season of all time uh, led his team, the Milwaukee Bucks, to their first and only NBA championship. Um, he went from 28 points per game to 31.7 points per game and what 14.5 rebounds per game to 16. Uh, he had the um, his 22.3 win shares were the most ever for a sophomore. That's the fifth best total of all time for any season. So. Again, that's certainly incredible to, for in only his second season. Uh, and the Bucks went twelve and two in the 
in the playoffs while Kareem averaged 27 points per game, 18.5 rebounds per game, and Kareem won MVP both of the season and of the of the, of the finals. So, yeah, um, so that yeah. that's the best sophomore season of all time. Luca's got. Uh, quite the uphill battle if he's going to achieve all of that this year uh i'm not saying he can't do it but uh, we'll see that's gonna be a little tricky i'm guessing yeah probably (laughs) probably not i'm uh, you know (laughs) you'll think the dallas mavericks are gonna go 12 and 2 in the playoffs and and win the title i i I don't suspect it no i faith um, in dwight powell uh, hey a little i mean i if Tim I Hardaway ever, Jr.'s on that team, guys. Right. I mean, if I ever lose my faith in Dwight Powell, I don't. There'd be nothing that left for me to do. Basically, that's. that's <laughs> I believe that was what Sting wrote originally in that song when he wrote that song. So <laughs> I believe um, so. It was about Dwight Powell. I believe it. Yeah, or not. it was about Dwight Weirdly, Powell. Yeah. Weirdly, really weird, really weird, but it was <laughs> really, yeah. really strange. But yes. So yes. So uh, second on the uh, on this list, it, it, we're, we're by the way we're ranking. Uh, we're looking. We did a planetic search for the uh, top sophomore seasons according to WinShares. That WinShares isn't the best metric ever, but it's a a, a solid stat. You know, because you're because you we don't have the boxer plus minus pre seventy four for players. So if you're gonna you know looking at different errors, it just it's just a way of filter, just a way to have a conversation. So don't absolutely you know, yeah. And, and these don't guys yell are usually, about stats um, is, is what I'm saying. So right, and most of these guys are in here too, just because they, they like. There's there's ones that had like fun seasons or interesting seasons or ones that we at least, right. you know absolutely want to talk about. So there's no not a strict order, but yeah, there, there's a reason why these people are in the list. Uh, and the next guy we're going to talk about here is George Mikan, who uh, in his second uh, BAA NBA season uh, was already age 25. So again, this is the, the other thing that we're talking about where where Lucas 20, Mikan at this time was 25, but obviously different eras, different ways uh, to, to to you know get into the NBA at that time. Uh, he accumulated 21.1 win shares. He scored a league high 27.4 points per game that year. Uh, he led the Lakers to the very first NBA championship after the BAA NBL merger. Uh, and he's kind of here on a technicality. It's a little interesting because he had two pro seasons in the NBL and then switched leagues to the BAA. The NBA is kind of weird about how they classify that. So Mikan's a weird one that we, we, we I wanted to mention him because if you do a search, you're going to see Mikan's name up there. But there is a technicality, too, because depending on what you think of the NBL, which you should think <laughs> it belongs to me, you know, belongs as, as, as a pro league in history. There's a little bit of weirdness in there, but George Mikan, regardless, that's his season. So we just wanted to include him because he's going to show yeah. up on lists. So yeah, might as well. Might, might as well. Yes. So um, a good explanation there. Uh, third uh, is uh, Woe Chamberlain, his 1961 season with the Philadelphia Warriors, 24 years old. Um, he uh, it, it, he finished third. Not not a surprise to have in him in here. Um, 18.8 win shares, so down from 21.1 for Mike and, and, and Kareem. Um, 22.3. I, I must maybe slight surprise because Wilt was always, you know, at the top of the leaderboard in um, win shares, but still, of course, among the best ever. Um, he led the league in points, rebounds, field goal percentage, minutes played, and games played. Um, you know, his rookie season, he had uh, 37.6 points per game and 27 rebounds uh, per game. Uh, this was uh, a bit of an improvement, but he would even have a bigger leap uh, in his third year when he would average. 50, 50.4 points per game, <laughs> 25.7 rebounds per game. So um, 38 points per game in his, his second year. You know, it's, it's the highest scoring average by a uh, second-year player ever. Uh, it's in the top 10 all-time. Wilt has most of those, of course. 
Um, and then uh, if you look at the highest uh, scoring average by any second-year player ever, uh, second is Rick Barry at 35.6. Kareem is third at 31.7. Oscar fourth at 30.8. And Jerry Lucas uh, tied basically with Oscar at 30.8 as well. And then Luca is next at sixth all time. So, um, yeah, I definitely would not have expected Luca to be, uh, you know, among a, a third. I think being a 30 point scorer was not. That was the thing that I think of the other stuff is not a huge surprise necessarily. I mean, it's, it, it's ahead of schedule, certainly. But I think the fact that he would score at that level that much um, at that volume is is a surprise to me. Absolutely. No, I think that's the thing that takes me most aback by watching him these days because I always knew and, 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 you know, I kind of always had faith when he came in the league, too, that he was going to be that kind of all around player similar to kind of a poor man's LeBron James where it's going to be like he's going to score, you know, 24, 23 points a game, but also have, you know, t- 10 assists and, and eight rebounds and kind of be all over the court and doing all that sort of stuff. But to up that score into 30 points per game is, is insane and like yeah we, when we when we first ran these numbers uh we were going to do the show a few weeks ago and then of course the holidays happened and, and we got a little bit busy i mean he was even higher on some of these lists a few weeks ago when he was on the you know doing a string of like 50 point games and and, and stuff or a string of like 45 point games or whatever it was it was kind of amazing what you know how high he had reached and now we see sort of the quote-unquote come down but the come down is still like yeah he's six all time in, in 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 points per game for a second year player all time which is like just absolutely absolutely nuts so yeah i i i'm the same as you i did not expect the scoring to come as 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 easily and as fluidly and as quickly as it did for, for Lucas. That definitely uh, uh, definitely stands out there. Uh, a few of the modern players we've we've kind of gone over like Wilt and, and George Mikan and, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar so far. Modern players, really good sophomore years. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal and David Robinson. So uh, Shaq and David Robinson uh, are pretty much the best I would call modern sophomores in, in that we, that we can really look at in modern era being I don't know whatever you want to classify the modern era I guess I'm getting old now so I don't know maybe maybe David Robinson and Shaq are not the modern era anymore maybe I've gotten old and, and people are just would you consider that is that okay if I call it the modern era still oh man I, I'm oh, I'm older than you are you uh, are so very, okay you are not the I've, person to ask okay I'm gonna have yeah. to ask a, a child uh, what they consider <laughs> I do not think a child would consider that the modern era um, <laughs> probably would yeah though. I don't know how to delineate the modern era that that is a that's probably a we're gonna have to table that one for another uh, yeah I, man because like to me this is but there's no way if I ask like a 15 year old like hey David Robinson 1987 like modern era right and they're like oh get out of here like yeah you know that that's probably going to be an excellent topic of conversation for our uh, our holiday special. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's great. Yeah. Let's 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 table that one and, and bring it up then because that'd be a, right. a, a real good one. That would that would definitely fill some time there when we're you know trying to watch whatever game we're going to watch this year. Which hints, right. hints, we'll see. Uh, anyway, uh, Shaq and David Robinson probably the best quote unquote modern sophomores. Uh, Robinson's seventeen win shares. Shaq's sixteen point nine are the fifth and sixth best ever. Uh, Robinson had the advantage, of course, like George Mike, of being a 25-year-old sophomore. And it showed as he averaged 20, uh, 25.6 points per game and a league-best 13 rebounds per game. Uh, also for the 55-win, Larry Brown led Spurge, which, again, we talk about this all the time. But Robinson's rookie year kickstarted a seven-year playoff streak for the Spurs that only ended when he got hurt in 1997. And then after that year, they are now on a 22-straight-year playoff streak. I think that's going to end, though, this year. I have my hot take is the Spurs ain't that good. So I think that might finally stop. But, yeah, we always we always want to bring that up because I think people think, you know, the Spurs were just whatever, and then Duncan came, and then they were good. Like, no, they were good when Robinson got there, and they've been good now for the last 30 years. Like, my entire life has basically been the, the Spurs have been in the playoffs, save for one year where – 
maybe even if they tried, they may have gotten in there, but it was obviously that, like, hey, you know what? Let's not worry about it. Sit the rest of the year. We'll go draft someone good, and then they drafted Tim Duncan and, and kick-started, you know, 22-year year playoff streak. So just want to point that out. We always try to do that with the Spurs is, is show some respect for your, your, your Spurs. But uh, uh, Shaq, um, 29.3 points per game his sophomore year, uh, an improvement on his 23.4 points per game from the rookie year. Uh, better yet, uh, Orlando became an actual threat in the East as well. They uh, had a 50-32 and 32 record uh, under Brian Hill. Orlando made their franchise's first playoff berth that year as well. Uh, they were quickly slept by Orlando or uh, by Indiana, rather. But uh, this was the beginning of Orlando really becoming a, a, a force pretty much until Shaq was gone there. And, and they were at least a, you know, uh, an Eastern Conference contender in a lot of ways. But this is kind of their first playoff berth. Yeah, they get swept quickly by Indiana, but but the makings are, are all kind of coming together for this team to be one for the long haul, too. So really good modern, quote-unquote, <laughs> years here uh, for, for all-time win shares and, and all-time sophomores. Yes, if you look at the players who had 14 or more win shares uh, in their second seasons, it's um, – a lot of older players, you mentioned Mike in, uh, Ed McCauley in 51, uh, Alex Groza in 51, Paul Arison in 52, Neil Johnson in 53, Wilt, as we mentioned, 61, Oscars, we mentioned 62, Rick Barry in 1967, and Jimmy Jones of the New Orleans Buccaneers. Jimmy Jones? I we know. Have, have we ever talked about Jimmy Jones? I don't think we have. Let's talk uh, about Jimmy Jones. I think we have, we have a little bit, but not very much, no. Uh, <laughs> Jimmy Jones certainly not, uh, you know... It, it, We'll have to we'll have to find some other things to talk about with Jimmy Jones because all of my notes uh, I've forgotten about Jimmy Jones outside of uh, the stat which I just found out. Um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, uh, Artis Gilmore in '73, Bob McAdoo in '74, David Robinson and Shaq as you mentioned '91 and '94, and then the most recent one, uh, which e- you wonder if it's even in the modern era because it was 15 years ago, uh, LeBron James in 2005. So. Um, that is the complete list right there. And again, it, 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 as we're talking about, this is an extremely rare, you know, circumstance for a, you know, uh, three times it's happened since the 74 season. So three, you know, what you could even consider modern examples and the most recent one is 15 years, um, old. So, um, and we'll see. I think Donkage is on pace to do that. Uh, it, it, it's kind of very close. We'll see if he actually does get there. That something that he may not quite uh, achieve, but still, um, you know, that it, it is definitely a short list. Absolutely. Now, some some other things we're kind of kind of point out here as we're talking about sophomores and and, and standout seasons or whatever. Uh, MVP in their sophomore year. Only a few guys have done this: Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, the aforementioned Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Bob Pettit, and Bill Russell. The only players to win MVPs in their sophomore year. So again, if Luca uh, does defy the odds and, and and does win his MVP, he will enter that pantheon of players of Kareem, Bob Pettit, and Bill Russell MVPs in their sophomore years. So very very rare company there. Yes. Uh, also, only one player who has won the Defensive Player of the Award in their second year. It was the Spurs' Alvin Robertson. He, he was uh, well well known for uh, for stealing the ball and, and being a great defensive guard of his era. Um, so he is the only player to win Defensive Player of the Year in his second season. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. So, some other things too. All NBA in their sophomore year. So uh, again, I'm, I'm loosely using modern era here, but uh, it, it's not a super rare accomplishment to win All NBA or to be named All NBA in your sophomore year. But it is for like these times because okay, so Duncan did it in 1999. So our first one that we had to go back to is 1999, which is again like that. That's that's a long time of, of no sophomore making the All NBA team. Uh, All NBA first team, I should say. Anthony Hardaway did it in 1995. Uh, Latrell Sprewell does it in 1994. David Robinson does it in 1990. 
1991. And then we have to go all the way back to 1981 with Larry Bird. So you get a little bit of a glut there with Anthony and, 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 and Duncan and Sprewell and Robinson. And then we have to go back, you know, 10 years after that to Larry Bird. And then uh, all time, only 28 players uh, made all NBA first team in their sophomore year. So very, very rare company there. Uh, very elite company in a lot of ways. And, and, and something that happened a lot, you know, in, in, in the 60s and the 70s or whatever, very rarely happened in the 80s. And as we see, Barely happened in the 90s and had not happened since 1999. So, yeah, that would be another tremendous accomplishment if, if Luke can get, can get to that. And, and it's going to be tough. I mean, that is a, a tough category to get into. I mean, we're talking about All-NBA. Uh, so I, I, don't, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if he's going to get there, but I would like him to get there because, yeah, it's just cool to kind of see you know, that, that record be broken or, or, or add another name to that list. But, yeah, we'll, we'll see at the end of the year how that shakes out. Yeah, I, I would think he would be – I, I would think he'd be favored. I mean, I, you would think that obviously Harden is going to be the other guard, but he definitely has a chance of being um, uh, of making his guard. Um, I mean, the other players who probably would make it, you would think at this point, would be LeBron, Giannis, and Anthony Davis. Um, I don't know if, if there's anyone else who's. I mean, obviously it's early. There could be other players who jump up in that list, and maybe they won't have two Lakers in the first team. But that would be those would kind of be my thoughts. I, I think he would be. The favorite for the other guard, I, I'm having a tough time thinking about anybody who I would say would be obviously ahead of him right now without you know digging into it more. Anybody who comes to mind for you? Uh, not really, and that and that's why I'm kind of excited about this. Is right now it's like, ooh, we we have the makings. Like this is the first time in, in a long time we really do have the makings of this guy possibly making the All NBA first team as a sophomore. And and, and yeah, like I, I'm I'm with you. I don't I don't see anybody right now. And again, that's why my hope is that you know he doesn't kind of tail off in the last few months, and then you can make a case for you know whoever any number of guys that that maybe have better seasons. But as it stands right now, if the voting was going to go right now, he's absolutely on that first team. So uh, that's that's that'd be incredible to to, to have that uh, take place. So definitely. Uh, so Jimmy Jones, um, he was a six-time ABA All Star, uh, three years with the Buccaneers, one year with when they moved to Memphis, and then three years with the Stars before he did jump to the NBA at age thirty and played um, a, a little bit more than two seasons with the Bullets as reserve, but was on the '75 uh, team that made the finals. Um, and um, not a whole lot about the uh, colorful. Uh, not too many colorful aspects of his career. Even remember, the ABA doesn't have a whole lot in the, hmm. um, and that he was uh, he was drafted by the Bullets, but he figured that Earl Monroe would probably get more playing opportunities, so he decided to go to the ABA instead. And um, and then uh, yeah, he was sort of uh, his coach, um, Babe McCarthy, liked uh, big, high scoring guards. So and he was six four, which is a pretty big guard at the time. So. That's uh that's about it in terms of uh of Jimmy Jones upon a uh, a curse research, but we have to we'll have to do him better justice later because he yeah you know, yeah it's, he was an important it, player in NBA, ABA history yeah yeah I'm, I'm surprised that there is not that much yeah as we were kind of talking about him I was doing the same thing of kind of going and clicking and seeing oh I must have just never you know looked at, but yeah there's really not much about him which is kind of surprising but I'm sure if we kind of dig in and, and, and really put our minds to it uh, we can find some stuff but yeah I, I like the idea too that like you know. He's he's from Louisiana and, and you know he gets drafted by you know the New Orleans team in, in the ABA and it's like yeah sweet great I'll stay home yeah. and do that like I go. love that idea I I do enjoy that where it's like yeah, I could go to the NBA and go to Washington but hey I'm gonna stay in New Orleans and and, right. and do what we're doing here and I'm gonna get more playing time and I'm gonna get this and that and like that's cool it's it's a great choice to make and and that's why I do wish that in some cases there was you know this is why we love the ABA and why we talk about the ABA is the idea that like this player had a choice and like you know <laughs> you know could could stay in in this other league and 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 had that leverage to sort of choose. 
you know, to go to, 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 to you know, the ABA and, and play there in a different league in a different atmosphere or whatever. It's kind of cool uh, just that that exists on any level because, you know, of course, obviously it doesn't anymore. So I like I like my random sports leagues. It's fun. They're good. Yeah, it's they're, fun. It's good. It's they're, they're, they give people options and that's that's always good, too. So we like we like options. Yes. So, um, yeah, notable. um yeah, you know, a couple of notable sophomore seasons that probably you know deserve to get mentioned didn't necessarily make all make the categories here, but uh, Larry Bird's second year, um, you know, obviously Magic Johnson won the NBA Finals famously as a rookie, but Larry Bird in his second season, you know, with the uh, with the Boston Celtics, nineteen eighty one, won a championship of his own. Um, he averaged uh, 21.2 points per game, 10.9 rebounds per game, 5.5 assists. Um, in the playoffs, uh, the uh, the Celtics um, rallied a in a three games to one deficit against Julius Serving and the 76ers to reach the NBA Finals, starting a, I guess, actually continuing a, a longstanding rivalry between the uh, two teams that would last through most of the 80s. Um, against Houston, uh, Bird averaged 15.3 points per game, um, is this true? Fifteen point three rebounds per game, or is that a is that a typo here? Um, I'm going based on your notes. Fifteen point three rebounds per I game. I don't think seems, he did that. No, that might no. be a mistake right. in my notes. I believe that okay. was uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't. Uh, maybe I don't know, but I uh, I highly doubt. Old Larry Legend was out there just grabbing every rebound left and right. I mean, but, he was uh, a good rebounder, and you know, especially early in his career. But that seems to, that seems a little that, high for, for, that seems for Larry. Yeah. Yes. Um, Moses Malone, you know, may may have done that, but I'm uh, I, I'm less. Uh, well, let's, uh, let's let's dig into this here real quick and see if that is a uh, if that is a possibility. Oh, they, he did actually. Yeah, he averaged kind of a lot. Let's see. Um, let's see because he had twenty one rebounds in game one, twenty one in game two. Um, <laughs> Maybe was I right? <laughs> uh, let's see. I, I'm looking at the wrong thing here. Oh yeah. You're right. Fifteen point three points. Fifteen point three rebounds. There you what go. What symmetry? And, wow. And like, wow. Yeah. Who averages Seven the assists. same points and rebounds to the exact decimal point? That is. I know. That's Larry uh, Bird. Take a stand. Yeah. <laughs> take a bow. There you yeah. Go. That's, That's why his back was shot when he was too. He was going for so many rebounds for it. Chill out, yeah. Man. <laughs> Shut up, man. <laughs> Let uh, let's take Maxwell carry exactly. Let let's yes. get those. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I mean, he got the MVP, I guess. So I guess it's right. enough there. Yeah. So um, yes. So that was what Larry Bird did in his second season. Now, now he was like twenty five at that point because Larry uh, was was an old player in the uh, league, but you know, still a, still an impressive accomplishment there. Actually, I guess technically his, his age twenty four season. Um, and then you know, we talked a little bit about it, but Tim Duncan, of course, had an incredible sophomore season as well. Yeah, Tim Duncan, uh, another one. And this one's a little weird because obviously the NBA season was limited to just 50 games uh, in his sophomore year because of the lockout. But still some pretty uh, interesting stuff going on with Duncan. Uh, during the regular season, he averages 21.7 points per game, 11.4 rebounds per game. Uh, leads San Antonio to the NBA Finals. And of course, uh, facing the New York Knicks, Duncan averages 27.4 points per game. 14 rebounds per game, uh, 2.2 blocks per game as the Spurs win four games 2-1, and Duncan gets uh, his, obviously, his first NBA title. It's the second year. Of course, that's going to be the first one. He's also named NBA Finals MVP and basically just kickstarts his career where uh, of just consistently great play for you know the next decade plus or whatever. Uh, but yeah, a, a tremendous sophomore season for Tim Duncan, even if like stat-wise they don't jump off the board at you, but it's it, it doesn't get much better than leading your team to the, the you know a championship and winning NBA Finals MVP. is is pretty damn good, even if you know your win share aren't uh, quite up to snuff with some of these other guys. But yeah, great, great sophomore year for Tim Duncan. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and then we talked a little bit about it. Um, not the gaudiest stats uh, of you know, some of these guys, but again, only 20 years old. Um, 
LeBron James, you know, went from 20.9 points per game all the way up to 27.2 points per game. Led the league, actually, in 42.4 minutes per game. That's why I didn't want to play in Cleveland uh, for, uh, for for that long with uh, you know, <laughs> leading the league in minutes at age, at age 20. Um, and uh, began his streak of all-star games, I think, at 15 in a row, uh, maybe 16 in a row at this point. Uh, that's still going today because yeah, this is your 17th for him, right? Um, or is it your 16? I'm uh, I'm blanking on Oh, that, I thought that. it was 17, but I okay. uh, I would have to yeah. look that up to make sure. But I, I believe right. it is 17 years for LeBron, but... All right, uh, and then you know, in led Cleveland to you know they I think they missed the playoffs by one game that year, but it is seventeen. Uh, you know, it is seventeen. Sorry right, to interrupt. There, but there just, you go. Just, so, I know. I know you were thinking it. Like, oh god, what is it? Yes. it is seventeen. Yeah. So assuming he makes the All Star game this year, which I think is a fairly good assumption. <laughs> it's a pretty safe assumption. Be, that, that would be a hell of an upset if the fans are just like, you know what? Screw yeah. this LeBron guy. We're done. Yeah, we're here. done. Yeah, boring. Yeah. <laughs> More like Labor, yeah. Yeah, oh, there it is, yeah. Yeah, LA. oh, yeah, there you go. Opposite uh, L.A. bias. It's like, you know what, for some reason, right. everybody has stopped becoming L.A. Lakers fans. Uh, yeah, it's year. weird. Even um, though he's, like, I'll, still very good. Like, it'd be it'd be a terrible. Yeah. But, but people, if you're voting for the All-Star game, vote LeBron James into the All-Star game. He's got Probably. 25, 29 points Probably. per game. He leads the league in freaking assists right now. Like, get him yeah. in there. Come on, yeah. people. What are you doing? Yes. Getting mad at yeah. hypothetical people for not voting. LeBron. Right, Ex- exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, was a little surprising. I I, I looked up. Um, I was I was slightly surprised that LeBron didn't get all NBA his second. Uh, you know, all, all NBA first team his second season. Um, but that was a year I think Garnett and um, and uh, and Dirk were you know all NBA first team that year. So it's like okay, yeah, it's going to be hard for him to kind of correct that. Um, that group that year, he wasn't quite at that level yet. I mean, obviously, he got there pretty quickly. Uh, in fact, he was first team his the uh, next season, his his third season. Um, so, um, you know, obviously, or yes, exactly, his third season, um, he was All NBA first team along with uh, Dirk, um, and um, and Shaq and Kobe and and Steve Nash. So. Uh, but yeah, it was tough to get there with uh, with Duncan and Dirk as the first team, and then and then Garnett and LeBron were the second team forwards uh, in in LeBron's second season. So and and, and Sean Marion and Tracy McGrady were third team. That was a pretty good year for forwards. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and and that's kind of that's what we talk about. It, it it is like there's guys that you would think, oh well, no, that guy definitely had to have made like All NBA, or that guy definitely had to have been like an all time you know great sophomore year. And it's like, nah, I mean, it's it's hard, especially like there's always good players out there. There's always really, really good players that, that that sort of like, it's hard to leap over those guys. And like LeBron would obviously do that, you know, the next year or whatever, when he, when he got up to 30 points per game, you know, his third year in, in the league or whatever. And that's when he really reached like another, you know, you know, elite level of, of play. But the fact that Luke is doing that already at age 20 is pretty remarkable and pretty significant too. So that, that is, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's the whole point of this entire show is like, Hey, appreciate what we're seeing right now. Like, and, and, and realize how historic what he's doing right now is. And, and again, we don't know if it's going to last the whole year. We don't know if it's going to stay that way. But what I'm led to believe is <laughs> after watching him and seeing what's going to happen, health aside, like, yeah, it feels like we're, we're on this path. And it feels like we're, you know, every every week, you know, he's, he's breaking records that are always just like elite players. Like, you know, I, I forget what the, the number was the other day, but it was like him and Michael Jordan were the only guys that ever did. And it's like, you know, when you're in that category, it's very, very rare that you were just like a, a flash in the pan guy that does that and, and, and reaches these heights. So, you know, appreciate what you're seeing. And if you're, if you're not maybe watching Luca, if you haven't really had a chance to watch the Mavericks or whatever, definitely go and do it because yeah, you're seeing, you know, potentially another all time great playing in the NBA right now. And that's, that's, that's what we all watch this for, right? Greatness. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Very special. I, yeah, I believe it was the most consecutive games with uh, 
twenty points, five rebounds, and five assists. Uh, That's that it, game. right, right, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, he he broke um, Jordan's record for that, so which is not not something I would have known, but 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 cool. Nifty uh, number, you know, gives a demonstration as to how versatile and well rounded he is um, playing, and it's really cool. Yeah, he's he's just a fun player. I mean, he's I mean, he's really good. He's really interesting to watch. Um, you know, he, 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 the team, they don't really have a lot of other good players. I mean, I know they have Przingis, but Przingis really hasn't played that well. I mean, he'll, he'll probably get better, but, um, and I'll say they're, they're kind of a, a, a team of castoffs other outside of, you know, um, Przingis potentially playing well. The, the other guys really are, you know, some good complimentary players, I guess, but they're, they're not a team who anybody really expected things out of this year. So they're, they're a good story too. It's been a while since they've been good. Um, you know, it, it's been, it, it's been, up is down down is up the warriors are five and 20 this year so you know um <laughs> you know uh so a lot of a lot of strange things happening and uh which is exciting it, it's been it's fun to have you know and i thought you know i i enjoyed the the warriors area well enough despite you know some of the inevitability that i felt but it is it's fun to have a season where things are turned upside down on their head and things feel fresh and different and some unexpected teams are playing well boston's playing a lot better than i expected them to um miami's playing well you know milwaukee's obviously juggernaut um you know uh so it, it's it's an exciting season i'm i'm glad to see some different things happening and uh you know and and hopefully exciting things uh will continue yeah absolutely it's been it's been a great season yeah i kind of wish the the warriors thing maybe petered out a little bit you know more gradually than like right eric paschal and and, and kai bowman being you know, our leaders right. of our the new generation of the well, warriors but uh yeah no it's still been uh it, it's been a lot of fun to see uh, you know what's going on there and especially you know teams fun teams like you mentioned like Boston kind of maybe you didn't expect them to be as good as they were Toronto even losing you know Kawhi Leonard they're still very very good uh, the Pacers even without Victor Oladipo still good so yeah there's been a lot of really fun storylines and it does feel like we're going to have a very different uh, playoffs this year and 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 really for the first time in a while and we talked about this at the beginning of the year as well is is what's cool is like you can make a case for like four or five different teams to win the NBA finals this year and, and a real legit case can be made for 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 even more to you know make the finals in in general so that's really cool when you have that ability to you know to really think about the league and and for the league to have some parody we talk about the 70s all the time whereas the league which was you know an era in the league where it was like every year and, and almost you know pretty much every single year uh there was a different team that could have won the title or a different team that that did win the title or something like that and, and it kind of feels like we're we're maybe entering that a little bit right now and, and and maybe we're just kind of waiting for that next powerhouse to emerge or whatever but it's always really cool uh to have a league where it's it, it doesn't feel like all right, these two teams are probably going to meet in the finals, but let's see if something different happens. Okay, nothing different happens with these two teams in the finals. Like, you can make legit cases for a bunch of different teams to, to make the finals and a bunch of different teams to win the title, too. So that's always a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, uh, thanks, everyone, for checking us out. You can find us at the Step Back at uh, Fansided. Uh, you can also find us on uh, Apple Podcasts and Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts. We are probably there. Uh, leave us a rating and review, please. And if we're not on your favorite platform, let us know and we will try to get on it. Uh, you can get a hold of us on Facebook and Twitter. On both platforms, we're at Over and Back NBA. Um, so thanks for listening and we'll be back again soon. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. 
MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. 